0: Welcome back, Brooks Free Library podcast listeners. I am here with a special midsummer episode um, with Joan Resaza, our local Olympian and um, fellow Harwich resident who came in to talk to me about her experience in the 1956 Melbourne Games. So we talk a little bit about how Uh, Swimming wasn't so much a a passion for Joan, but as an opportunity to pursue competitive sports, which was something that wasn't necessarily open to girls back in um, the late 40s and 50s when Joan was growing up in Torrington, Connecticut. So we talk about how swimming kind of opened a door for her and um, her experience as a swimmer, but more specifically her experience in the games themselves. Our discussion was based on um, a book that was written about Joan, which you can find a link to the Clams copy of that book in the show notes if you're interested in reading more. But I hope that you enjoy this episode. And thanks again to Joan for coming in to meet with me and record this. All right, well, thank you so much for joining me, Joan. I appreciate it. Um, I had the opportunity to read One Woman's Olympic Journey by Bill Ryan and to learn more about your experience as an Olympian, and I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. Um, I, I want to start out by just saying uh, what an opportunity you had to join that swim team early on. Can you tell me a little bit more about what that was like? Well. I
1: I can tell you, you know, basically it's what's in the book, but um, I was brought up playing sports, just backyard sports. Um, I have three brothers and then kids all over the neighborhood. And every night after supper, as soon as supper was over and we could get out of the house, we'd go down and play kickball. And we would divide the teams up there'd be all ages. And if if you kicked the ball into the catalpa tree, you got a ground rule double, Um, (laughs) you know, it was, and then there was a, a grouchy neighbor whose land came right to ours and he'd go out there and watch. And if the ball should go on his land, someone would have to go get it so we'd pick one of the smaller kids (laughs) and they'd have to run over and get it and it just made his day because he could yell at them you know um but it it was just you know games all the time and sports Mm -hmm. and then um my brothers two of them started they started little league and they both played and it got i would go and watch some of them and be dying to be down there, but um, they didn't let girls play. Um, So I was always looking for a team. There wasn't one team in the town for girls at all, anything. And we swam at the Y and we all went through this progression where you, I don't even know if they do the same, probably not the same thing anymore, but you know, fish, flying, fish, and shark, and <laughs> you're nodding. Yes, it's still
0: it's still similar. My girls did that at the Y here right. on the Cape. Yep.
1: And, and we all learned to swim. And, and my mom loved swimming. She was brought up on um, the ocean in the summers down in Connecticut. And uh, she just loved swimming. So she'd haul the four of us up to a pond and, um, very often, and we'd spend the afternoon there, so we did a lot of swimming, but anyway, she wanted in the winter, wanted us to have exercise, that was, you know, and it wasn't a big deal, but you know, you're going here to have exercise, yes. you know, well, I don't want to go, you have to go. <laughs> 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 And they had girls swimming on Tuesdays and Thursdays after school. I think so. I would go, and I wouldn't go in the water because I, it was just, everything was just so cold for me. It was yeah. just painful. And um, my mother said at some time she was she carried her Irish heritage, and she her family had been in Ireland for over a hundred years by then, but anyway she said if you lie to your mother your hand will stick out of the grave (laughs) and you know i wasn't quite sure what that meant but the tone was you know
0: you knew to take it seriously
1: yes right so i would get into my bathing suit i'd sit at the side of the pool and i put my big toe in and then i'd take a shower so i came home with (laughs) a wetsuit did you go in yes Um, and um then one day this woman appeared at the end of the pool. And when the swimming was over, they would blow a whistle or something and everyone would get out and the swimming was over and everyone was told they had to come down to this end of the pool and get in the line. Now, this was a 20 yard pool, which is now a storage place, space at the Y, but it, and, um, It had four lanes, so I did what I was told and lined up, and I was told to swim to the other end of the pool as fast as you could. So I did, and I got out of the pool, and the woman said, you're now on the swim team.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. That's all it took. And she, I I talked about people being doors because if she wasn't there, I wouldn't have been in the Olympics. Yeah. It wouldn't have been a start. She and her husband had just moved to town and he was the new superintendent of schools mm-hmm. They came up from New York City. And she had been an Olympian herself, 1924,
0: 1928.
1: Wow. And in 1924, one of the people she had swum with was called Gertrude Ederle. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know that name but of course she didn't get a whole lot of fame but she did have a ticker tape parade through new york and she was the first woman to swim the english channel Um, and she broke the men's record by about five hours (gasps) good for her Yep. and uh my mother had talked about her you know Mm -hmm. i heard about some famous athlete and another Woman on that team was named Esther Williams. Now I don't know if you know no. that name, but she was very famous movie star, and part of it was always water ballet. Oh, and so they were, you know, two yeah. fairly famous woman. Yeah, were on her team, but um, so she went to Paris, um, and on the men's team there were men who were in a anyone's around my age or even within twenty years. Uh, Johnny Weissmiller, who was became an actor and he was the first Tarzan <laughs> in the movies. <laughs> and the second one's name was Bud Something and he followed him. But Wow. Anyway, that's what got me going. So that's, that's how Doris And
0: how old were you when you started you know, swimming on that was, Y team? I
1: think I was about twelve. Okay. Right.
0: Okay. So, you did, uh, you swam for the Y yeah. on their girls team, right. Um, all the way through high school graduation? Yeah. And then tell me a little bit about your swimming experience in college.
1: In college, um, the only way I would have known where to go, because there were no college teams for women, Right. this... Um, Law Title IX, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm sure you've heard of, yes. um, said to universities that you and colleges, if you want money from us, you need to have equal opportunities for mm-hmm. women. Um, but Doris Murphy took us all over the place, just different trips, uh, like to New Jersey. I mean, a lot of people my age hadn't been out of the state, the city, or the yeah. state yeah and um we went to florida for the national championships there were 6 of us mm-hmm. and when we went down there the first time i had started uh, beginning of swimming i you know i didn't do very well it took a long time yeah. and then all of a sudden i was like i held all the records in the state on uh, the freestyle but we went by train, 24 hours down to where's Daytona Beach, mm-hmm. and it used to be this beach used to be an auto race. Only I mean, they don't race on the beach anymore. Yeah. But, um, anyway, when we were there, I was tenth my junior year and third my senior year, and I noticed this team from College Purdue. Mm-hmm. And um, they were very good swimmers, but they were really the only college team there. Some teams were like local Mm -hmm. that had college students on them. So I said, that's where I want to go. So I applied to Purdue. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I remember the principal calling me into his office and he said, you know, um, he says, Purdue is the only place you applied to. And I said yes, and he said, "Well, you got in."
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's why I went, I went to Purdue. Purdue. Yeah,
0: and then you swam on their team all four years of college. No, no, no. No, no. no. no I
1: swam the first year, which was um, September through end of May. Mm-hmm. Right. And then that summer was when the Olympic tryouts were. So what I did was stay there Mm -hmm. and a a number of us did. Mm -hmm. And we trained every day and we trained at six o'clock in the morning. We got into cars driven by one of the swimmers and then another one by the coach and we'd drive for about 45 minutes and we would do a hard training. Mm-hmm. And what we had to do was to be comfortable with a long pool because our pools mostly were 25 yards. And it's it's I think it's much harder when they're 50 yards or sure. 50 meters and that's mm-hmm. what they were in the mm-hmm. Olympics. So we did our heavy training there. And then in the evening we did um, training at the pool, which is only 25 yards, but it was sprinting mostly, Yeah, yep. sprinting. And mm-hmm. then from there, we went to Detroit for the trials, trials in August, I think, the end of August.
0: Okay. Right. Right. And then the Olympics
1: were... And then the, the Olympics, Olympics, yeah, they were um, November and December, November. late November, Um uh, to December, so because we were going down to their summer, yeah. So I needed to take a semester off, yeah, which which worked out fine. I yeah. went Back home in uh, Torrington, Connecticut, mm-hmm. and um, then they set it up so that I could go down to Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. and train with. There were about six East Coast people there in a long pool yeah. It was at Walter Reed Hospital and I stayed with a family mm-hmm. um, and there the husband was away he was an admiral um, and a lot of the swimmers from down there were connected to the military yeah. yeah yeah but it, w- it was very nice I was there for about three weeks went back home and then they had all of us meet go to LA mm-hmm. And we trained there. I think we were there about four weeks, yeah. four or five weeks. And we stayed in a hotel. Um, we were given five dollars a day for food. <laughs> we we found this restaurant. Uh, some of us did, and it was seventy-seven cents for dinner. Wow! And it was like a buffet. Hey, yeah. So. I ended up being able to save about at least a dollar a day, a day. <laughs> which was big time.
0: Right. Did you spend it all in Hawaii? Because that was one of your next stops, right? After some L.A.? Right.
1: <laughs> but also in L.A. We were on TV shows, we oh, wow. went to the, um, some parties, we um, you probably never heard of Fess Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of people, he was on, on TV. He was Davy Crockett. Oh, okay. King of the Wild Frontier. Frontier yeah. And we were on this George Gobel show with him, and he invited all of us to Disney World, which was a new thing. We all went there, mm-hmm. and um, he paid, you know, whatever he did. He might have owned part of it. Right, right. But uh, there was that, and... Uh, it, you know, just sometimes being invited to places. We met um, Mariska Hargitay. Was oh, her name. yes. And her mother, but, and I can't think of her mother's name, but she was this big blonde, uh, and she came in, had lunch with us, and they took us through. But it was, it, you know, it was just like, whoa, all this stuff. Yeah. And, uh,
0: Yeah. What was that like? So you would have been just over 18? I was 19. 19. Okay. So you had already turned 19. Yeah. What an experience. I mean, I would just think even being away from your family at that time for such an extended period of time was kind of a new experience. I mean, you would spent one year at college, so you would have had some time, but traveling like that, you mentioned earlier that some of these swimmers that traveled down to Florida for the, nationals hadn't even been out of their hometown or home state. Right. So right. that had to be pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was. And uh, but I, one thing
1: my father said, I heard him overheard him say it one time, they wanted to raise us to be independent. Yes. And that was unusual. Sure. And it, well it still is I think <laughs> <laughs> but it, feel free to do. Right. You know what we want or need to do. And being at college in Indiana, too, I didn't, people weren't flying. Right. And and it was like, take the train. Right. But um, for some vacations, like, you know, there'd be people Mm listing, I'm going to drive here to here, you help pay for the gas. Oh, sure. There'd be a carload of people, drop someone in New Jersey, (laughs) someone (laughs) somewhere else. But, you know, I didn't get back
0: that much that's one thing that really stood out and I don't want to skip over Hawaii. So we'll definitely go back and talk about that because that was one of my favorite parts of the book. Just, um, your, your time in Hawaii sounded fantastic, but, but one thing that really stood out to me reading the book and, um, thinking specifically about the summer Olympics that are currently taking place in Tokyo, you know, I've seen a lot of um, media coverage that talks about the fact that there cannot be, um, you know, we don't have fans in the stadium, and these athletes don't have their families there for support, and, you know, how tragic and terrible that is, but that was the norm for your Olympic experience. Your family didn't travel to Australia with you, and you were, I enjoyed reading your letters, you know, to your family, and the, um, you commented in one of them, you know, um, you'll probably find out through the media the results of, one of the races before you would have a chance to even send them the cable right
1: yeah right. and i didn't send cables, cables yeah. the on it. <laughs> but yeah. um i wrote on those blue uh, pieces the, of paper the airmail just yeah. asked my mom to save them yeah right i'm so yeah. glad you asked her to save them cuz that was it was yeah. really
0: interesting I um I too
1: I'm, and I and I typed them. I ended up typing and putting in just this little sort of folder. Yeah. And we moved permanently here. We've had a house here for 50 years, but yeah. we moved permanently just before in, in early March. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, throwing away the things, I had, you know, things I had in the attic mm-hmm. I didn't even know I had. And I just, thought I might throw that away, and I said, well, I'll keep it.
0: (laughs) Um, I'm glad I did. I'm glad you did, too. It made a great addition to the book just to be able to read from your perspective, right? Because I'm sure that the lens that you view the experience through now is totally different than that 19-year-old girl who was writing those letters, and I'm so glad that you captured her voice and that we still have that to... To go back and read. It's fantastic. fantastic.
1: My, my mom had a rule um, off to college wherever, write mm-hmm. once a week. Yeah. And, uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: You know, there was no cable then. Yeah. And I think that happened maybe in the Tokyo, which was two, or maybe even the next Olympics, mm-hmm. but you know, there, it, it just wasn't. But the newspaper, there was some newspaper that got the result mm-hmm. and they sent it through Yeah. so that uh, my family. family got it. Oh, yeah.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. What were the spectators like at the Olympics? I mean oh. you, you talked about it seems like the local Australian crowd was really into swimming. Oh, yeah. And they still are. Are right? they? Yep. Look, yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, swimming is the, is the big. But, you know, I think I, I even wrote in there that they they would fill the stands for our workouts Yes, you mentioned
0: that yeah. and paid yeah. to view those workouts. Yeah, So they really liked swimming yeah. as a sport. Yeah, yeah. they do. And yeah. they're good. On, yeah, you know, they are. Yeah. yeah. I've noticed, too, in this Olympics, um, the age of some of the athletes, I'm always just so impressed. I think um, we were watching uh, women's skateboarding and um, the gold medalist in women's skateboarding park. Was 13, a 13 year old. And then we saw, a, I think it was diving, perhaps. I don't remember the event. I apologize. I should have looked at that before we started chatting, but another 14 year old. Yeah. Oh, so impressive. Yeah. Well, so we impressive. had a 15 year
1: old. Oh, which did you? Was, yeah. Yeah. Which was, you know, she was the youngest. Yeah.
0: And, uh, she was very good. Yeah. Very good. All the training yeah. that goes into that is just really extensive. Yeah. yeah. Well, I do want to back up because I don't want to skim over Hawaii because you talked about um, so so we've talked about your time in DC, well Detroit, DC, LA and then on to Hawaii. So how long were you in Hawaii? And was that the 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 US team was together? All of you were there?
1: They had I think eight plane loads. Oh wow. And they were a propeller plane. They weren't jets. jets. Yeah. So um the what they did was try to get the people on the first plane over who were in the first events so sure. that they could get accustomed. So I'm not yeah. sure where we stood, but I think the swimming was somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And what we did was fly to Hawaii and, you know, I think it was refueling. I, yeah. That, But it wasn't just that. They fixed it, yeah. that we stayed. And, um, and I think Oahu, where we stayed, was the one place that was open to tourists and there might have been three hotels in the whole place and some of them a couple of them small but they started building them um and we stayed at this royal hawaiian that was very fancy (laughs) right so we i think we were there three nights okay right but we put everything we could into each day it sounded like it everything we could um
0: so, you did some sightseeing and yeah. some shopping and right. tasting local cuisine. Right. And yeah. Out there on the
1: catamarans yes. and trying the boards, you know. Yeah.
0: And, uh, oh, that's right. You yeah. mentioned you tried surfing while yeah. you were out yeah. there. Yeah. Couldn't
1: do it. Couldn't do it sitting, <laughs> out, sitting but.
0: Um, oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. And so, from Hawaii, it was on to Australia. We stopped in the
1: Fiji Islands islands for refuel, and I think it was just like a three-hour stop. Stop. And um, we all got off the plane, walked around, um, and then you know that was it. Just got back on, so that each was like about a nine-hour trip. Wow. So then we we went to
0: right.
1: Yeah. 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 Or to to Australia. Australia. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. And how long were you in Australia? What was the... Um,
1: I would say a good month, maybe even a little more. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Um, because the games were, let's see, November 22nd to December 7th or something, something like, like that, that. but yeah. they're getting there ahead. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, they were just flying the planes back and forth, I think. So, so we right. had that about three or four days to play. Yeah. And, uh,
0: And play jokes. One of my favorite. One of my favorite. I don't want to give it all away because um, obviously I'm hoping our listeners, you know, will come and pick up the book and and give it a read themselves. But um, it sounds like you guys had a lot of fun. And and some fun playing jokes on your um, D was your chaperone. That's right. I think
1: the boys had a chaperone. Chaperone. (laughs) (laughs) We did. Yeah.
0: Well, we won't. I won't get into that story. We'll leave a little something, you know, to uh, for Mm -hmm. readers. But that that one really got me. That sounded like a lot of fun. Um, Well. I have to say, I went to the 1988 Winter Olympics in Calgary. Oh, really? My dad and I went. We were there. Um, it was in February. My birthday's in February. So we were there for my birthday. And the big thing was um, trading pins. And you talk a lot about, so I have a collection. I meant to bring it in with me to show it to you. Oh. But you have your own collection from your Olympics. but. Um, when people would find out that it was my birthday you know we would be standing in line waiting for whatever event or transportation from one venue to another whatever the case may be and we'd be chatting with people um and when they would find out it was my birthday they would all give me pins so i have this collection of pins but you talked a little bit about the pins and the trading um, trinkets with other athletes. So tell me what that experience was like being, you know, in this, um, really multicultural kind of setting with people from all over the world. What was that like? Um,
1: I, I think I'd have trouble picking like one word for it, but it was like, um, just a fabulous experience. And, you know, Especially for those people that were willing to talk, and mm-hmm. we all had our own um dining room right like each each team and mm-hmm. you know to get invited to someone else's dining room that would be a big deal um but it, it was I think I was just so present mm-hmm you know, yeah. getting from one thing to another and a lot of it, not planning, but here's what's happened next. And now I'm there. And I, th- I thought it was great getting to know mm-hmm. other people and talking when we could, um, making signs. Uh, yeah. You know, there was one experience and I, I don't think it's in the book. And I just went into the locker room or something and, um, and it was during swimming, and I don't think I was swimming at that time, but there were a lot of, um, a group of Asian women, you know. and I thought they were Chinese, but now I know China wasn't in that, level. they were Japanese, right. right? And we started talking, but we couldn't because they didn't speak English mm-hmm. and I didn't speak their language. But um, we tried to gesture mm-hmm. and get big smiles, yeah. and they, make me smile. And then, um, I think what I did, I know, is, is that I gave them some buttons that I had mm-hmm. that had the um, shield on it, yeah. right. Oh, and they were bowing mm-hmm. and thanking me, you know. <laughs> and then, I think about two days later, right near my room in in the village, I found this little package and it was and I still have it. It was one of those doll things yes. that you open it up and there's a big doll and mm-hmm. you take the top one off and there's a smaller and yeah. they had left it. They had found what it was.
0: Oh and left it. Nesting dolls, I think they're That's called. It. Yes, yep. yes. Yep. But oh, I mean homie. that was
1: so moving.
0: Yeah. 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 Are there I mean, I feel like at that time there maybe wasn't a better example of of all of these countries coming together and opportunities right. to you know right. meet people from outside of your yep. own cultural experience yep. so that just and, sounds and so wonderful
1: there was also a certain acceptance you know um it was uh not of course with the russians and right the hungarians, hungarians that yeah. was awful but um yeah Anyway, it was mostly, you know, you're yeah. okay because you're here, right right. And, uh,
0: a sense of belong everyone had a sense of belonging as yes. athletes being right. there. yeah, right. you talk you do talk a lot about um, the Russian and Hungarian oh, right. um, yeah, what was happening at that time, the yeah. Hungarian revolt, and there were athletes from Hungary that were treated poorly in some cases and that were afraid of yeah. returning home. I remember one story that really stood out to me was, um, and I don't recall if she was a swimmer, but there was a Hungarian athlete who had discovered that both of her parents had been killed while mm. she was away at the games. She was a swimmer. She was a swimmer. And, yeah, she was. And she went home with an American swimmer? Yeah, yeah. One of
1: the swimmers wrote home about it. Yeah. And uh, her parents wrote right back and said, bring her home. And they,
0: yeah. Oh.
1: And they put her through college. and. Uh,
0: it gave me chills reading it. It's giving me chills talking about it again. Yeah, reading about the experience of the Hungarian athletes was really interesting. Like you said, they came over with nothing but the clothes on their backs and probably didn't know what what the welcome would be like and what right. that, yeah. So and that was,
1: they, they really had to keep away from the Russians, Russians. Yeah. And they just doubled the guard around everything to protect them. Right. So that they weren't grabbed and put on the Russian ship. <sighs> What an
0: experience. Um, Well, so we talked a little bit about the social part of being there at the Olympics and, you know, um, meeting the athletes from other countries and and that sort of thing. Tell me a little bit about your races. You swam in two races. I did, Mm -hmm. yep. Um,
1: The 100 freestyle was the first one, Mm -hmm. and they had, um, first of all, trials to make it to the semifinals. Mm And I was 11th, they were taking 16. Mm -hmm. So I made it there. In the semis, I was Mm seventh. right? So in the finals, Mm -hmm. I made it to seven. Right. And it it was just something that I had worked at, you know, for a big part of my life Mm -hmm. and focused on and done everything I could so that I could be there then. Mm And do my best, and I did. Yeah. Um, and you know, I was pleased. I mean, it was fourth, uh, yeah, and almost third. But they <laughs> had to decide. And there, there might have been a little Australian push you with know, three Australians, but anyway, um, and it was—I I was pleased. I yeah. was very pleased. And then the relay, um, we had to go against. Each one of us swam 100 yards up and back, and, um, you know, they were so powerful. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I put in there, I just almost had it against the best, but, I, it, but it wasn't because I didn't give all.
0: Right. You know, I right.
1: just wasn't good enough. But, um, and uh, so I was, you know, pleased with that. It was mm-hmm. nice getting silver. Sure. Mm-hmm. yeah
0: absolutely mm-hmm. so the the hundred freestyle was an individual race yeah and um you mentioned in the book and you just alluded to it a little bit in our conversation about um there was one yeah. so we have the timers who were timing at the end <laughs> one of the timers had you coming in third and another said fourth and so there was a little yeah yeah and so um I'm assuming now, you know, we have these cameras oh, yeah. trained on every oh, yeah. athlete, and yeah. they could have, you know, rewound that and replayed it a hundred times. Or have something Chronic, Exactly, exactly, and, yeah. exactly. But um, back then, that was not the case. And so it really came down to these two. The judges and yeah, the timers, yeah, the judges and the timers. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so you came in fourth in the individual um, behind three Australians. So there were three Australians yes, on the podium yes, for that right, race, right. right? And then the team race was the relay. Right. And did you you swim anchor in that, right? That means last. Last. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, I so, know it's
1: it's an odd term for so swimming.
0: My <laughs> daughter was a swimmer at the Y I told you before we got started. So I knew that, but I wasn't sure everyone would know what that means. So you were the anchor, you were the last right. um of the four right. and you guys came in third. And went no, we Came we in second. second. Excuse yeah, me. Came right. in second and went home right. with the silver. And who came in first? Which team was it? Australia. Yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. oh yeah. Yeah.
1: In fact, they put one of their best swimmers first, which is really unusual. They got a big lead, and our people caught up, okay. almost even. I couldn't beat.
0: And so that was your final race. Yeah. And after that, you had time to just really kind of relax and enjoy what was happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about that. Well,
1: you know, even before we started, sometimes we would um, get a bus into the stadium Mm -hmm. and watch some of the track. Um, I think that's mostly what we Mm -hmm. watched. Yeah. Was track, Track. right. Um, Never saw... I, in fact, I'm not even sure where the basketball was, but um, we ate with a couple of basketball players. players uh, yeah. And uh, there were a couple of uh, swimmers, um, or track people, yeah. uh, young track people too. Yeah. And we just had this nice rowdy big table. You know, <laughs> <laughs> <that was just laughs>
0: And You got out and saw some of the nightlife while you were there. You were invited out to. We found
1: the sauna, which which (laughs) never had heard of it. Yeah, never.
0: Yeah,
1: and the Finnish people hated the Russians, and it was the Finnish sauna, and the Russian chaperone women would come in for the sauna. (laughs) (laughs) It was not good. Good, (laughs) poor Russians.
0: So it's just neat to, to read about that experience of um, sharing your cultural you know norms and getting to know other people's and um, what a neat thing.
1: There's, there's one thing I wanted to say too, and this mm-hmm. isn't in the book, um, but I watched the people before the relays, the women mm-hmm. relays, mm-hmm. and they had um, a picture of the locker or the, the ready room or something. They mm-hmm. evidently have a ready room. Mm-hmm. And I looked at that, and I, it just made me sad in a way. And talking about Simone Biles mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. Um, you know, mental health, health, yeah. they had each team in their own warm-up suits or sweatsuits, whatever mm-hmm. they call them now. And I looked over at one team. They're just all standing next to each other, and everything is quiet. Yeah and another team over here, and everything is quiet. And I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, you know, can't you enjoy, enjoy? Yeah. other people right now? Mm-hmm. And and they listen to music, I guess. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I thought, you know, that would have made me crazy. Yeah, right? <laughs> it really would have. Yeah. It's, um, I think, an unnecessary pressure that, mm-hmm. Some of them, if you put it on yourself, it's different. But right. it comes from uh, mm-hmm. other people, mm-hmm. and it's it's uh, sad. our yeah. it, but I think there's a breakthrough now. I hope. so. I hope so too. Yeah, because
0: I think you're right. Internal pressure versus external pressure is a big difference, yeah. right? Like for some people, maybe putting that pressure on themselves is motivating. But when it's coming from an external source and you have no control over that, right, right. It's totally and, different.
1: And there were expectations that mm-hmm. people set up. That, um, yeah. So yeah. I just wanted to say that. No. <laughs> yeah. Impression.
0: Well, one of the you know one of the things I enjoyed most about the book was just how much fun you had, mm-hmm. and you really were living, like you said earlier, living in the moment and taking in this experience and. Um, I think you're right. A lot of athletes nowadays um, might not want to, you know, go out on that excursion or experience, you know, something in Hawaii because they're so focused on I need rest and I need, you know, to stick to this routine, and um, that's really missing out on a lot of other experiences.
1: And they all weren't like that. Right. All on our right. Team, was, right. 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 A mix. Was homesick. Um, you know. Some. Someone gained a lot of weight <laughs> because yeah. that helps to make you feel better, yeah. you know. Yeah, and, and uh, some just had per you know, yeah. per- one personal issues. But uh, yeah, I found two happy-go-lucky
0: <laughs> friends. Perfect, perfect. And did you stay in touch with those friends? No, no, no. no. There wasn't a way to surely. Really. Yeah, um,
1: it would be write letters, right.
0: Yeah, no, I just
1: didn't. and nowadays yeah. it would have been um, sure. You know, we'd be zooming or whatever. right, or, or an exchanging
0: and... phone numbers and texting oh, or yeah. talking oh, or yeah, 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 right. it's so yeah. different. So different. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. It would be much harder to stay in touch yeah. at a distance because they were your teammates were from all over the country. Right. Yeah.
1: And um, actually, it's interesting, too. I just had this sort of flashback. One of my cousins called, and she said, whoa, I didn't know about the book. I read it. Yeah. And she said, you know, if you hadn't written those things down, they'd be gone. Nowadays, stuff is on the computer, mm-hmm. but it's going to go, Yeah. and it's not going to be preserved. Right. And uh, I thought that was interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like I said, so glad you hung on to those letters that you wrote back and forth to your family because it really provides just such an interesting perspective and really captures what was happening in the moment for you. Um, That was fantastic. And then, you know, I don't want to give everything away again because we want readers to come in and check out the book, but you have photographs and um, you know shared some photographs of some of your different memorabilia and and that sort of thing which was fantastic yeah, yeah that's great and and bill
1: the writer was he he was so good yeah. he really was did um, you know
0: bill beforehand
1: no well actually he had gotten in touch with me in 2015 mm-hmm. and he did a podcast Okay. Was, yeah 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 and but no i don't i don't Oh, it was on paper or something. something, but anyway, yeah. And he would come up to where yeah. I lived, and we'd go in the library or yeah. Delhi or something, and and uh, but he he his he said he was, I was his idol when he was six years old. That's when Aww. I was in the Olympics. But they lived right across the street and down from my parents, and of course oh. I didn't pay any attention to some. Four or five year old. Sure. Kid playing he in the road, road or yeah. something, you know.
0: Your um, kickball days were over. You had yeah, moved on this to. Was a different
1: house <laughs> too. Yeah. But, um, and his aunt was my first
0: coach. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. So that's a connection. Uh, yeah. Right. And his, he was a swimmer as well. Yeah, he yeah. still is. Oh, he swims.
1: He goes all over the world. Oh, he wow. knows tons of people who yeah. are the master swimmers. And wow. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you still swim? No. Mm. no. 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 Not even in the ocean, here on the Cape. Mm. we got to watch out for those sharks. I <laughs>
1: <laughs> I never...
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Swimming was... I never loved swimming. Really? No. 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 It was my gateway. Yeah. yeah. But no, I never loved it, right? Interesting. I know. Yeah. I know.
0: Well, I guess that just speaks to how some things are not permanent in our life, right? It, it provided this wonderful experience right. for you. Right. You were able to travel and meet right. these interesting people and have these wonderful experiences. But sometimes those things are just for a time. And then right. we move on to other things. Right. And I would have done other sports. I you had a chance, yeah, right? Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so let's talk about that a little bit. That's that's an interesting segue. Um, you raised children, right? Yes. yes? Right. How many children do you Two. have? Two. Girl, right. boy?
1: wife and I, we have a son and a daughter. daughter. Yeah. We had adopted.
0: Yeah. Right. And so how do you find that their childhood experience with sports was different than yours? Like Title IX had come into play, you said, at the college yeah, level. Yeah, well,
1: they're a lot younger. We're a lot older when it became legal for us to adopt. Yeah. Um, and so they're in their mid twenties now, okay. right? And they had some interest in sports, sports but not, that. yeah, you know, not a lot, mm-hmm. right?
0: But their opportunities were different than oh. than yours, oh, much yeah. different, they played, yeah. You
1: know, soccer right. when, yeah, uh, from when they were tiny, yeah, and, uh, that's what their friends did, so they yeah. did, it. yeah, right, yeah, right. But no, not interest
0: it's in sports, sports. yeah. Right. So I think we're headed in the right direction.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's still issues, but uh, there's a law now. Yeah. And that makes a huge difference. Huge difference. Absolutely. Right.
0: Thank you so much for coming and sharing your experience. It was so interesting to read the book. We have multiple copies here at the library. Anyone who wants to read it, um, I definitely highly recommend it. Called One Woman's Olympic Journey, Joan Rosaza, Melbourne, 1956, and it's by Bill Ryan. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes so people can get to it.